Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of the Wisdom on Wheels podcast. I am Steve Johnson, watching a cat run all over the living room and now stare at the wall or the window like there's something in here that's not supposed to be, but I don't know what it is because I don't see anything. So this should be fun as I continue to watch this. It's very unusual for her to do this, so I have no idea what she's looking at. But whatever it is, if it's alive, then I hope she kills it. And if it's not alive, then... Gabby, what you doing, baby? What you doing, huh? Huh? What you doing? She's standing on her back legs on a chair, staring at something, and I have no idea what it is. All I know, she jumped off my lap real fast and ran over to that chair. So I don't know what's going on. Anyway, it's good to be with you all today. This is the Wisdom on Wheels podcast for... February something. It's February 23rd, 2021, which is a Tuesday, I think. Yeah, I don't even know what day it is. What, what day is today? It's today uh, as Gabby jumps on my lap again. It is Tuesday. All right. Seven o'clock on Tuesday. Sounds good. So it's good to be with you all today. And I'm, I'm happy to be here as always. It's always a good time to, uh, to be here and I, I enjoy it very much. And um, so f- today we're going to be going through the end of Genesis chapter 21. Uh, and then over the next uh, several podcasts after this, we will be finishing, not finishing the rest of Genesis, but we should be covering, I think, a few chapters next week. We're going to be, we've spent some time in Genesis 21, and we're going to be ending that chapter today. Um no real new personal updates today. I've got, um, I think I mentioned yesterday that I have a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I've got a, a, a packet of uh, applications to fill out for an apartment. Um, in the process, I've, I've done that. Now I've just got to wait on uh, another set of papers to arrive, and then i got to take that to... Um, then I've got to take this application to where it needs to go, and it's just going to be one of those uh, one of those things where I'm just kind of waiting right now. I want to wait to get where I need to go, and once. But I'm doing my part. I'm doing everything on my part as I can um, to try to make this as quick and as good as I possibly can for myself and for my cats. Just trying to make this all work out the best that I know how. So. Um, that's basically all I have on the personal front. There's not, not a whole lot there. I had a really good, uh, busy day yesterday. I was I had three online meetings. I had something related to Spotify um, that I was uh, and with the podcasting and all that. That was really good. That wasn't so much of a meeting though. That was more of a presentation that they were doing on all the new things that Spotify podcasting is putting forth and so I'm very excited about that there's a lot of uh, gonna be a lot of great opportunities in the in the near future there are already well there already is but there's gonna be even more on the creative side and on the opportunity to expand side for Spotify and anchor and all that and I'm really excited about that because podcasting is something that I'm very Uh, passionate about. I love communicating, whether it's through writing, whether it's through podcasting. I love communicating. I love sharing ideas. I love sharing what I think. All that is very, um, very important to me. And I love talking about the issues that I care about. And most importantly, talking about the scriptures and Jesus and Christianity and why it's true and all that uh, stuff. Bible prophecy is a big important subject that I care about as well because that's how I got saved. I think I've told you all that before about how I got saved reading the Left Behind uh, series. Most of you who do know me are already aware of this, but that's why I'm so big on Bible prophecy. And But I just love all things related to the scriptures in general. So anyway, I had that thing with the uh, Spotify and that was really good. I look forward to playing around with all that stuff and seeing how opportunities continue to expand for podcasters to be able to make money doing this and and to really get their voice out there to be heard and all that. 
So there's that. Um, speaking of sharing, of course, I mean, I've, I'm trying to mention this at least once every episode now, if not more. If you could share this with anybody that you, uh, any on any of your platforms, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Parler, MeWe, uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting one, but if I, you know, whatever, just share it everywhere. Uh, share it on uh, in your G- in your email, Gmail, Yahoo. Uh, Hotmail, iCloud, whatever you use, share it there. ProtonMail, whatever uh, you you know, share this with anybody you know. I would greatly appreciate that. Uh, it would mean a lot to me if you would do that. Um, and I can't really, uh, again on the personal level, I can't really think of too much. Oh yeah, the other two things. Um, so then last night I had my the BSF meeting which a BSF, for those of you that don't know, stands for Bible Study Fellowship. And we are also, uh, I actually started this Genesis study for the Precept Ministries. I started this a long, long time ago. But this year in Bible Study Fellowship, which is an international organization that it's basically, well, it is what it says. It's Bible Study Fellowship. And there's groups that meet in different cities and states and countries all over the world and we all study the same book and the same chapters, the same lessons every week. And uh, so no matter where you are in the world, you're on the same lesson and subject and chapter for that week. And this year we've been studying the book of Genesis and BSF as well. I did not know that they were going to be doing BSF this year for Genesis, or doing Genesis this year for BSF, until I was already way into the, uh, the Genesis study with the precept upon precept. Uh, study which is what I've been doing so far and uh, when I started BSF again back in the fall I was probably 12 chapters ahead of where we started with Genesis 1 back in the fall now they're like six chapters ahead of where I'm at we're getting ready to move into I think Genesis 30 or something like that or if we didn't just finish Genesis 30. And here in this study, we're just now getting to uh, finish 21. So I guess I'm about nine chapters behind. And I'm not going to try to catch up because that's when you try to speed through things like that, you end up missing things. And this isn't about trying to race or trying to see how fast I can get through something. It's about growing in the Lord, growing in our faith, growing in our knowledge about Him and toward Him and seeing how we can apply the lessons of the scriptures to our lives. And if we're not trying to do that, then this is just a pointless, useless intellectual exercise and therefore a waste of time. So uh, so there was the BSF meeting. That was fun. And then my, I think my favorite thing I did yesterday is uh, Life Church had a, a game night on Zoom. That was so much fun. That was a real, true, uh, it was very exciting. It was a uh, a blast, good, great fun. Uh, there was about 15 of us on the Zoom call, and we just had a lot of fun. We did a scavenger hunt where we were told to go look for something, and we had to try to rush and get to it and get back uh, first on the Zoom call. Uh, at one point, I had a wardrobe malfunction while I was diving uh, diving out of my wheelchair trying to go find one of the things for the scavenger hunt. Fortunately, nobody saw my wardrobe malfunction, and I was the only, you know, of course, I'm the only one here, just me and the cats. And on top of that, uh, fortunately, the rest of my wardrobe malfunction was not on camera, so nobody saw it. So there was no, you know, I wasn't trying to do some kind of Jeffrey Tubin thing or anything like that. There wasn't anything like that. But fortunately, I didn't get uh, embarrassed by that because that would have been uncool for that to happen. But they all laughed about it and thought it was fun. And it was, it was fun and it was a good time. And I enjoy it, and I, I wish we could do something like that every week, because I really love it, I enjoy it. And uh, anything with Life Church is fun, though. And, of course, we're, uh, as we like to say, we'll do anything short of sin to reach people with the gospel. And that's what it's truly all about, is not just the fellowship and the fun and the good times, but it's all about sharing Jesus with people. I did just drink a cheer wine, uh, so I've got some caffeine in me. If I'm talking faster than usual, that could have something to do with it. Also, it's just another, uh, it's been another one of those days where I've just got so many ideas running through my head and so many things I would like to do and that I want to do, and it's hard to get them all organized and down and written down. 
Fortunately, unlike the last time this happened, which was in the middle of the night one night, I think it was uh, last Tuesday actually, I ended up staying up all night because I couldn't get my brain to shut off long enough for me to actually be able to fall asleep. So the good thing about this happening in the middle of the day and into the evening is that it's not going to keep me awake tonight because now I'm getting some of this out, I'm expressing it, I'm getting it out there. And so I will feel better now that I've been able to express myself on some level. Uh, huh, in the news today, there was some news about um, the Supreme Court. They basically came down and said that they aren't going to even bother to look at the uh, the challenges to... Um, there was some more challenges to what happened in Pennsylvania with the 2020 election. And basically, they just punted and said they're not going to even bother to look at it. Uh, which as far as I can tell, means that unless we start working on the local and state level to change the election laws, especially in those states where this corruption happened, um, there's no reason for me to think that this won't continue to happen in future elections. I see no hope for, in presidential elections, I see no hope for any true conservative to ever have a shot at the presidency again or even any Republican for that matter, unless these holes get plugged up in our election system. And this all boiled down last time to six counties in six states where a lot of this chicanery occurred. There is no reason to believe that any of this is going to get rectified without shoring up the security and integrity of our election systems and if the courts are not going to do the, their part to enforce the laws as they are written and not just the decrees of whoever in different places, then it behooves us to start running for some of these local places, getting elected in local and state offices in changing these things ourselves. Now the bad thing about where this, where the uh, questions have arisen over the 2020 election the last time is that a lot of the same people who did this back in November are still in power now and are going to be. It's a very heavily democratic machine in a lot of those big cities and a lot of those counties where these big cities are and so the corruption is the tentacles are deep, <laughs> and so it's it's an uphill climb. But I see no, and I'm not trying to be a pessimist, but as a friend of mine told me earlier, not trying to be a pessimist, just a realist. Uh, and, I, and I agree with this to a degree. I'm not a pessimist to the point that I think we should stop fighting, because once we stop fighting, we've surrendered, and then we really deserve everything that happens to us if we stop trying to put forth and trying to do the right thing. If we stop trying to do the right thing, we deserve everything that happens to us. Even if it's a losing proposition, even if we're going to fail, we deserve it if we stop trying. So, and of course, you know, for you, all of you uh, people out there who, well, I'm not even going to bother messing with you, so never mind. If, if you misinterpret what I'm saying as something that I don't mean, then... I don't really have time for that. So, um, but yeah, we really need to get actively involved in more than just voting. I mean, yeah, voting is important, but if that's all you do, then so what? Because there's so much more that can't be done and needs to be done. There's activism on the local level. There's activism on the state level. There's either running for office, recruiting people to run for office, uh, getting involved uh, in just in your city council, all sorts of things. Um, anything that we can do to stop the smothering of America by the anti-American, uh, not majority, but the anti-American oligarchy and their hordes of social media acolytes. Um, Anything we can do to push back on that, short of sin or violence, we're not calling for any of that. 
but anything within a righteous cause that we can do, we should be doing. And again, if we're not willing to do that, then we and you specifically deserve everything that happens going forward. Um, and one of the things that really got me thinking about this even more, I just saw a Ben Shapiro interview with uh, Gina Carano, the one that just got canceled from The Mandalorian by Disney, who's really become... I mean, they were already... They had seeds of evil already planted in them from things that they've chosen to allow for years. And it's just really... Even though I know people that work for Disney, it's it's really gotten out of control. And they're, they're uh, headed to a dark place. They're already at a dark place, and it's getting darker. And unfortunately, I'm... I really hate to see that because I'm such a Disney fan and there's so much about Disney that I love and still do. Um, it's just, I hate to see what it is. That doesn't mean I'm canceling Disney+. Plus. doesn't mean I'm going to stop watching. It does mean that I'm not going to consume anything or knowingly from anyone that I... that just... There's a difference between people that disagree with you and people that just downright hate your existence. And that's where I feel like, you know, where this divide culturally is heading. We, we're no longer just people that are disagreeing and agree to disagree. And, or people that, well, I don't even like agreeing to disagree. It's so it's such a cop-out. But we're no longer people that can share openly our disagreements and try to challenge one another and persuade each other. And then, but at the end of the day, still get along with each other and be friendly and all that. Uh, that's... That time is gone, and I hope it'll come back, but I don't know. Um, I guess we'll see. But what Gina Carano has experienced with uh, being canceled from The Mandalorian by Disney, thank God for people like Ben Shapiro and The Daily Wire who are, you know, have hired her on to, ma to make a movie and to do, you know, to help her continue her career exploring her creative side and and she's got so many uh, things that she wants to do and the Daily Wire has provided her a platform to be able to help do that so the Lord knows what he's doing he's even though Satan and his forces of darkness are running wild in so many aspects of our society right now or, or Lord Nefarious as Steve Dace would call it um, God still knows what he's doing and he is holy his Holy Spirit is living in those children of his that are truly his and he's gonna move us and guide us and direct us to where he wants us to be and we really don't have to try to sit and figure everything out because if you do you start spinning your wheels and getting all flustered and tired and it's exhausting to sit and try to figure out okay should I do this how should I do this and on and on and on that's basically part of what I've been doing for the last few hours and it's like you know what that's another reason why I'm talking so fast other than the caffeine. And it's just like, you know what, let's just let's just chill out and if listen to the voice of God and He will get us where we need to go. Take a deep breath, slow down, whew, and just let Him lead the way and He'll lead you where you need to go. And Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 seems to come in pretty handy for times like this. Let me go ahead and Pull that up and read it. Oh man, my chest got a little uncomfortable there for a minute. Um, I don't like that. Let's see. Proverbs three, five, six. Hi, Gabby. Where you going, huh? It says, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. When I'm sitting here, or you're sitting there trying to figure everything out, and oh my gosh, what are we going to do about this? And there's so much to figure out, and I'm so busy, and there's so much on the schedule, blah, 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 blah. Uh, no. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. So you don't need, that doesn't mean we avoid critical thinking. We were given a brain for a reason. God wants us to critically think, He wants us to strengthen our minds. And not just go, la di da di da oh gee, I'm just gonna, you know, uh, skip through life and 
not think about anything, and I'm just above all that, and yada, 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 yada. No. Childlike faith doesn't mean acting like a child. Childlike faith doesn't mean being childish. We are supposed to have, you know, a, a, a vigorous, uh, we're supposed to vigorously train our minds. That whole thing that Paul talks about with renewing your minds in Romans 12, uh, 1 and 2, that's not a something you do passively. It's got to be an active, purposeful thing. Just like Pastor Craig's book from Life Church right now, uh, Winning the War in Your Mind or Winning the Battle in Your Mind or some, something like that. I don't even know the name of it. Let me, let me look that up too. Sorry, Pastor Craig or, and everybody from Life Church, if you... Uh, ever hear this uh winning the war in your mind is what it's called my bad um i am talking about his book and how much i'm looking forward to reading it yesterday and today i mess up the title romans 12 1 and 2 says and so dear brothers and sisters i plead with you to give your bodies to god because of all he has done for you let them be a living and holy sacrifice the kind he will find acceptable this is truly the way to worship him don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. That is not, that happens intentionally, purposefully, as you renew your mind with God's word and actively use your mind and exercise it. It doesn't just get downloaded into you without any effort on your part. Then he finishes this by saying, then you will learn to know God's will for you which is good and pleasing and perfect. I believe, based on a book by Tim LaHaye called Finding the Will of God in a Crazy Mixed-Up World, that the good, pleasing, and perfect will are actually three different levels of God's will. It's not three synonyms talking about the exact same will of God, but that's another story for another time, and that has nothing to do with anything that I have... Uh, I should. I started to say plan I'm talking about today, but I really don't have a plan because I rarely ever do. Uh, oh, and Anthony Fauci is nuts, and no, none of you should listen to him because he is a um, attention-seeking, power-hungry, money-hungry, corrupt individual. I just wanted to throw that in just for kicks. Uh, it has nothing to do with anything I was just talking about. I just felt like kicking that dog as I went by, so I did. And um, so there's that. And I feel really bad for uh, Gina Carano, and I really hope that things work out well for her to put a bow on the other thing I was just got finished uh, talking about. Let's see. I've covered the personal stuff. I've talked about some of the news things. Um, gosh, I'm already 20 minutes. It amazes me. I keep thinking every time I start this, I'm going to run out of stuff to talk about, and this is going to be so short and it's, it's just going to be bad. And then before I know it, I just start talking. I didn't even plan anything. I just start talking. And the next thing you know, 20 minutes have passed. It's, uh, it's amazing how that works. But I'm thankful for this time. I'm thankful for this podcast. I love all of you for listening. Again, share it on your email. Share it on your social media. Share it on your text messages. Share it everywhere. Uh, copy the link to the episode copy the entire uh, show length I don't link I don't care what you do just copy share send uh, I want to see those numbers go up I want to see the reach expand I want to see I want the influence to expand so that when I'm trying to shine my light and not hide it under a basket that the Lord can use it to transform people's lives and that's what this is all about no matter what I'm talking about or how much fun I have or sometimes even if I say a thing or two off color, off color every now and then. I'm, honestly, I'm just trying to have fun, trying to enjoy myself, trying to do what I enjoy doing, and most importantly, trying to uh, live for the glory of the Lord all at the same time, even when I kind of push the envelope every now and then. And actually, I feel like I'm quite tame compared to some of the things that go through my head, the things that come out of my mouth that you might go, wow, I can't believe you said that. Believe me, that's nothing compared to what goes through my head sometimes. So um, now we're going to move on to our Genesis chapter 21 study. We're going to finish the end of Genesis 21, which is uh, Genesis 21, verses 22 through 34, 21, 22, through 34, 
And I'm going to turn back on Bible Gateway, all my cross-references and footnotes and verse numbers and headings, because I turned all those off earlier to make copying and pasting verses that I was citing earlier on a blog post makes it easier to do that when you shut off all the all the little upper and lower case letters and subscript and all the verse numbers uh, that are up here. It's one of the neat little things about Bible Gateway that I like is the ability to turn all of that on and off. So this particular section of Genesis 21 is called Abraham's Covenant with Abimelech. And this is in our precept upon precept study. Easy for me to say. That's all, folks. It says, we are going to return to Genesis 21 and observe the rest of the chapter. Read Genesis 21, verses 22 through 34. And pay attention to the keywords. And we're basically, and one of the keywords, especially here, is covenant and any synonyms that go with it. So let's do that. All right, reading from the New Living Translation, Genesis 21, verses 22 through 34. Here we go. About this time, Abimelech came with Phicol, his army commander, to visit Abraham. God is obviously with you, helping you in everything you do. It's good of him to notice that the blessing is on Abraham for sure. Abimelech said, Swear to me in God's name that you will never deceive me. A reasonable request, given the number of times that Abraham has already deceived people. Um, swear that you will never deceive me, my children, or any of my descendants. So again, this is a long-term, I remember telling you this yesterday, this is a long-term covenant. This is not a short-term thing. This is a long-term covenant, not just between Abraham and Abimelech, but this is going to be a long-term deal where he's basically swearing an oath or a covenant with with um, Baikal and, uh, or excuse me with uh, Abimelech and his descendants I have been loyal to you so now swear to swear that you will be loyal to me and to this country where you are living as a foreigner so basically he's asking him to be loyal to his the country he's residing in a reasonable request even in this era of lax borders and um, you know people wanting to open the borders and let millions of illegals in and by the way Biden's putting kids in cages again only he's not calling them cages they're what are they calling them now hang on a minute what is, what is, what is this what is I, I put this on my Twitter earlier um, what is it um, What is this nonsense called? Hang on one minute. Here it is, right here. It says, um, this is called a migrant facility. A migrant facility for children is what the Washington Post referred to the exact same things that with uh, that the same Washington Post a couple of years ago were, uh, accused President Trump of keeping kids in cages now that Biden is president and orange man bad is out of the White House, it's the migrant facility for children. But it's basically the same thing. The design is a little bit different, but it's essentially the same thing. And, uh, yeah, so whatever. So anyway, um, he's just asking Abraham to be loyal to the country to which he's living. Or Again, a reasonable request. I would also mean being loyal to the laws which is a fascinating concept for people who choose to live here illegally and are basically criminals just by the virtue of their being here. Um, but that's another, again, another topic for another time, now that I have already stirred it up a little bit. Um, so Abraham replied, yes, I swear to it. So he agrees to the terms. Then Abraham complained to Abimelech, right after he swore, to be loyal to him, he he's like, okay, I guess he feels like maybe he's earned the right to complain now. You know, he's he's done this, and I was like, oh yeah, by the way, now that we've made this covenant, I've got to talk to you about something. 
So then Abraham complained to Abimelech about a well that Abimelech's servants had taken by force from Abraham's servants. So, hey, you know, your people took this by force from my people. And Abimelech answers, said, this is the first I've heard of it. I have no idea who is responsible. You have never complained about this before. How convenient is that, that uh, Abimelech's servants would do this, and he, well, he just never knew. Uh, hey, uh, not my problem. You know, I, I wash my hands of this. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't understand. Not me. Abraham then gave some of his sheep, goats, and cattle to Abimelech, and they made a treaty or a covenant that Abraham also, uh, the New Living Translation calls it a treaty. It's basically a covenant. But Abraham said, but also took seven additional female lambs and set them off by themselves. Abimelech asked, why have you set these seven apart from the others? Abraham replied, please accept these seven lambs to show your agreement that I dug this well. Then he named the place Beersheba, which means well of the oath, because that is where they swore the oath. After making their covenant at Beersheba, Abimelech left with Phicol. I guess, you know, Abraham's just making sure that something like that doesn't happen again with the well. So, after making their covenant at Beersheba, Abimelech left with Phicol, the commander of his army, and they returned to the land of the Philistines. Then Abraham planted a tamarisk tree at Beersheba, or a well of the oath, and there he worshipped the Lord, the eternal God, which is how the New Living Translation translates verse 33, it's El Olam in Hebrew. And Abraham lived as a foreigner in Philistine country for a long time. So that is our review of the text. Now, Genesis chapter 20, verse 2, tells us that Abimelech was king of Gerar in Philistine country. And it wants us to find Gerar on a map, but... If I find Gerar on a map, how much good is that going to do you who is who are listening to me and cannot see me? The answer is it will do you absolutely no good. So I'm going to Google it and then tell you. And when I Google where is Gerar, because I do not know, Gerar, which means lodging place, is a Philistine was a Philistine town and district in what is today south-central Israel, mentioned in the book of Genesis and in the second book of Chronicles. So it's in Genesis, it's in second Chronicles, and it is in south-central Israel, to kind of give you an idea of where that is. If you would like to look this up on your own time and on your own map, please feel free to do so. I've given you the best I can on that one. As we continue looking through... Abraham's sojournings. And then the next part of this says, Note where, according to Genesis 21, Abimelech and Phicol returned to and where Abraham sojourned for many days. And we already looked at that. It's the well of the oath. And we've already... Uh, Talked about that. I don't see any other geographical information here. I'm kind of scrolling through the text one more time and looking. Uh, let's see if I can find where is El Olam. No, that's the eternal God. Okay, that's that's the Hebrew that means eternal God. All right, where is the well of the oath. Well of the oath is the largest city in the Negev desert of southern Israel, Beersheba. So that is is in the Negev is in the largest city in the Negev desert of southern Israel is where Beersheba is. And then there's a couple of images here that once again you cannot see. So I apologize for that, but again, I encourage you to look these up on your own. You can pause that and do so if you wish. Um, the main events of chapter 21 in the at a glance chart. Well, we just talked about one of them. So now let's kind of go through and just look at the 
the main events of this chapter. We have the birth of Isaac, that's one. And then shortly after that, Hagar and Ishmael are sent away after Isaac is weaned. That's another major event. Then we have Abraham's covenant with Abimelech. And those are really the three main sections of Genesis 21, which takes a total of 34 verses. But if you're going to divide this chapter up, that would be the three sections which would be best to divide it up into. Then it says, finally, take a good look at the covenant Abraham and Abimelech made with each other. The word made is karath and means to cut. So we're going to take a look at this covenant, which we've already read about. And it says, what was the reason for the covenant? List what they did when they cut the covenant. So, let's look at the reason for it and what they did when they, when they made this covenant. So that's what we're going to do. So let's go back and look at this one more time. And uh, let's watch for the reason for what they did and what they, and how they did it. Abimelech came with Phicol, his army commander, to visit Abraham. God is obviously with you, helping you in everything you do. Abimelech said, Swear to me in God's name that you will not deceive me, my children, or any of my descendants. I've been loyal to you, so now swear to me that you will be loyal to me in this country where you're now a foreigner. So why was this covenant made? It was made, it was initiated by Abimelech because he did not want Abraham to deceive him, um, but to live peacefully and in harmony with Abimelech and his descendants going forward. And that is the reason for this covenant. And Abraham agrees to it. And then there was the whole thing with the animals being separated away. And... Uh, to show agreement that Abraham dug that well, dug that well. So I guess the uh, some of the people from some of Abimelech's servants won't come later and take that well by force, like he like had already previously happened before. And so that's basically where we're at here, and that is what happened with this oath. So there's that, and we went through the reason of this covenant and what they did when they cut the covenant. Don't forget to add new insights to your journal on God. Okay, um, God is obviously with you. That and, and it says, swear to me in God's name. So that tells me two things right there. Number one, when the blessing of God is on you, it is a lot of times obvious to those around you. When the blessing of God is on you, it is obvious to those around you. Um, it was obvious to Abimelech. It, later, it'll be obvious to Laban, Laban that the the, the uh, blessing was on Jacob. Um, God's blessing is not ambiguous. When the blessing is on you, it's there. And it also can stay with you sometimes regardless of how, like for example with Abraham, when he lied a couple of times and God blessed him anyway because the blessing was on him. Um, so that's an important thing. Also, the whole idea of making an oath and swearing to it. It was so serious to Abraham, well, to Abimelech too, but also to Abraham. I mean, this is not a light thing. When you make a covenant before God, when you make a treaty before God, he takes it seriously, and there are you, know, you don't you don't escape unscathed when you break one of those contracts or covenants. That's another thing that I notice here from this, and uh, it's so important. I mean, this is so important. It's not just well, we shook hands and I I gave you my word, and whether or not I keep it is up to me. That's not how this works. Um, so we need to keep that in mind when we are giving our word about something that we're, we're really taking it seriously. Otherwise, we're kind of putting ourselves in a bad spot, not just for reputation's sake, 
sitting in the eyes of the Lord, you can really be... Uh, God's not a big fan of covenant breakers, he says later in the Old Testament. Um, so the end of the section of this, with, uh, with this particular lesson today, it says, in Genesis 21-33, we see the first use of El Elam, which means the everlasting God, or the New Living Translation calls it the eternal God. This is a good place to pause and reflect on the God of Abraham, the everlasting, never-changing God and his son, Jesus, who longs to call you friend through the new covenant. Don't you want to be God's friend? I do. And as we've seen the last couple of days, the best way to do that is to have faith in him through Christ alone. That is how you become a friend of God. And so, and it ensures you, also, if you slip up and fall, maintaining that faith, which means going to him and confessing it um, as an action part of that faith, that's all part of it, too. Um, and so, it's all part of being called God's friend, also. So as we near the end of this study today, and the study of uh, Abraham, the friend of God, this uh, study urges us to examine ourselves to make sure that we are children of Abraham through the blood of the new covenant, the blood of Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. So what I would like to do now <coughs> is take some time to pray with you all, for you and for myself. Excuse me for the yawn there. As we go before the Lord and we examine ourselves to see if we truly are, truly are a friend, friend of God, number one, and number two, are we behaving like one? Heavenly Father, I come before you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and I thank you for all the people here today listening to this podcast. I thank you for everyone that has shared it, everyone that has commented, everyone that has taken time out of their day, because we all, we all only have so much time, so many minutes, and so many hours per day. So I really appreciate everyone who takes the time to listen to this and share it with others. It really means a lot to me, and I ask that you bless them all for this. I pray that we will take the lessons that we've learned in this study of Abraham, the friend of God, both in that I've done in print form and now in verbal form through this podcast, and I ask that you would bless us um, through this study, that you would bless us with it, that you would continue to teach your principles of what we've learned through it, and also that we would then take that and in turn become a blessing to others with that same knowledge. And um, again, I just ask that we would take some time before you and examine ourselves as we finish out the evening and finish out this study and just take some time, no matter what time of day anyone happens to be listening to this, and just examine themselves before you and see if they can really call themselves your friend or not. And for me to examine myself when I take the time to and see if I can really call myself your friend or not and a child of Abraham in Jesus name I pray amen and so how does all this become reality becoming a friend of God I'll repeat this one more time as I close it happens by faith it does not come by a bond woman Remember in the Galatians section when we were looking at that and the symbolism of uh, Ishmael and, uh, and uh, Hagar versus Sarah and Isaac and how the bondwoman is and Ishmael is compared to the law and Isaac and Sarah are compared to the covenant of grace, the new covenant. So how does being a friend of God become a reality? By faith, not by trying to keep the law, not by your performance. 
the law can only show you your sin. It cannot save you. Salvation only happens through the new covenant cut on Mount Calvary when Jesus took our punishment on himself, died on the cross, and then rose from the dead three days later. This is why Jesus said, No longer do I call you slaves. This is what this means. This is where so many people miss this, I think. And this is a revelation to me as I just, I didn't even finish this sentence. And this is a true revelation to me. And I'll explain what I mean. Let me check the time real fast and see. Oh, we're doing great. We're at 45 minutes. This is awesome. Okay. So, this is a revelation to me because I've read that verse before where Jesus says, I no longer call you slaves. I now call you friends. But other places in the New Testament, especially at the beginning of Paul's letters, he calls himself a slave of Christ or a bondservant of Jesus. But here, uh, Jesus said, you're not bondservants or slaves anymore. You're, you're friends. So how do we reconcile those? Since the Bible never contradicts itself and the same Holy Spirit has breathed all of this through human instruments and authors, then how do we reconcile those? It sounds contradictory, but it's not. We are to serve God in obedience as a slave would. In other words, we don't, when, when God tells us to do something, we don't question, we don't challenge it, we don't argue about it, we don't try to assert our rights, but I don't want to do that, I don't like doing that, and I don't want to, me, 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 me. I've done that before, many times, I'm sure all of you have too, but uh, a person who is a slave doesn't do that. They don't have the right to do that. And if they do, they in trouble. And so in that sense, we are to behave as slaves, or doulos, the Greek word is, uh, or, or, or doulos is, would be a master, and then kurios would be, I mean, uh, I, got, I got those two mixed up. Which one is master? Which one is slave? Curios and doulos. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Uh, oh, Lord is curios. So master would be curios and doulos would be a slave. Okay. That's from uh, John MacArthur. He, he got that. So, but as we obey the Lord, we are to behave as a slave in that regard. But our position and our relationship with him, our, our, the love we have with him and his desire to know us and for us to know him and to share things on a deep, intimate, personal level with him, that is not a master-slave relationship. That is one of a father to a son. And with Jesus, it's the relationship of a spouse, a husband to a bride. We are the bride of Christ, the Bible says. And so that is the kind of, and then the Holy Spirit is the one that sticks closer than a brother. That constant companion lives on the inside of us, that, has, that gives us God's presence living on the inside of us. So that even if we feel alone and we look alone, we really never are. And so when you combine all that together, that's the difference between being a slave of Christ in behavior, but our relationship with him being as one of a close the, or the most close intimate relationship that we are to have in our lives is with God. And uh, that explains that difference there and hopefully helps explain what seem, would seem like a contradiction to some, even though, as I just described, it is not. Um, he said, I've not called, Jesus said, I've not called you, you're not slaves anymore. Uh, you're now friends, you didn't choose me, I chose you and appointed you that you will go and bear fruit and that your fruit would remain so that whatever you ask in the, in the Father, whatever you ask the Father in my name, I will give to you. That's John chapter 15, verses 15 and 16. So, um, let me read that again in the New Living Translation since that's where we started with this and then we will close for the night Genesis 15 
15 through 16. Okay, here we go. It says, I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends, since I have told you everything the Father told me. You didn't choose me, I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. What a privilege that is. That brings it all back to the faith principle again. He appointed us. We were chosen. He, What were we chosen for? This isn't predestination salvation talk. We were chosen to go and produce lasting fruit. That means that the ones who would accept Christ by their own free will choice and their faith are then chosen and appointed to go bear fruit in keeping with that faith. And, if, and when we do that, the Father will give us whatever we ask using Jesus' name. That's what this says, John 15, 15, and 16. But it all comes back to faith. Again, I will say what I've already said several times this week. Faith is the currency of heaven. Going to God without faith is like going to the mall without money. It don't work. So, and then in the book of James, in chapter 1, it talks about asking God without doubt. Let me look at that real quick as well. The Lord just kind of quickened that to me. Uh, it says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, and you, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. This is the part I wanted to get to down here. Verse 5, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver. This is the principle. For a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. So if you want to receive anything from God, number one, have faith. Number two, don't have divided loyalty between God and the world. If you don't have faith, or if you have that divided loyalty, you will receive nothing from Him. That's not only a challenge to those of you that are listening, it's a challenge to me as well, and it's one that I plan to take to heart. So I pray that this may uh, is a blessing to you. I pray that this message and this podcast has been a blessing to you. Um, okay, I'm trying to think of anything else I need to say, but I can't think of anything else. We're going to get in at under an hour today. Woohoo! So this has been Steve Johnson for the Wisdom on Wheels podcast. Please don't forget to share this on Facebook, Twitter, MeWe, Parlor, Gab, uh, your email, wherever, you know, on text messages, wherever you want to share this, please share it. Um, so thank you for that. You can also email me at wisdomonwheels, it's wisdomonwheels83 at gmail.com is my email address. Again, that's wisdomonwheels83 at gmail.com, so you can find me there as well. Um, so I look forward to being with you all again very soon, and I hope well, I actually plan on being with you tomorrow. And let me look and see, what are we getting into tomorrow other than whatever news and commentary things I want to discuss? Ah, uh, yes, over the next five podcasts, the plan is to go from Genesis chapter 22 through verses 25-18 and then finish out this section on Abraham, the friend of God. So that is what we're doing over the next several podcasts along with whatever else I end up talking about. Thank you very much, again, all of you for listening. I really do appreciate it. God bless you, and I look forward to talking with you all again soon. Bye-bye.